Hello, what's up, and hot go boy. Welcome to Penman International's first episode of our podcast. We call ourselves the protectors of Bahamian culture. And as an organization, our goal is to preserve, teach, and cultivate the Bahamian culture. I'm Kamal Mitchell. Hi, I'm Shani Smoller. Here's Johnny. I'm Ashton McKenzie. <laughs> and we are Penman International. Today, our topic is cultural organizations in the Bahamas. And so as we talk about it, do you guys feel a, good, a sense of good culture in the Bahamas? Why and why not? Um, I think I can start us off here. I feel like there is a good sense of, of culture in terms of the older generation really showing appreciation for things like Junkanoo, um, our independent celebrations on the forts. But as far as youth goes, I don't really believe that the youth have truly captivated what it means to be Bahamian or what it means to have a good sense of cultural pride. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I remember um, when I was in um, doing my one of my semesters in college and we did something on humanities, I decided to take my humanities project or our um, paper, our final paper, and talk about the music in the Bahamas. And as a result, I remember speaking with one of Nicolette Bethel, who's one of the professors at U the University of the Bahamas. And I had asked her, I said, you know, what do you think about um, the evolution of some behem of some genres of Bahamian music? And she said, what genres of Bahamian music? Most of, the <laughs> wow. most, most of them wow. are dead. So I feel as though we have a good sense of it, but where there has been a lack of teaching in some areas, a lot of the areas that we thrived back in the day in culture, like the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, for Bahamian music was the hype time. And because right. I feel it hasn't, it, it didn't really, those persons really didn't take the time to teach a lot of young persons, I felt like it died out. How do you feel about it, Shanice? Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty um, skeptical, I'm skeptical about this um, question because it's a yes, I know for me. Um, I would say, yes, they did a very good job, you know, especially um, before COVID, you know, they had um, rake and scrape live bands, like different mm -hmm. groupings in like Awaki, um, even in the downtown area um, and restaurants, I mean, everywhere. And they even had uh, the Ministry of Youth, Sports and Culture even had a program called um, Youth Development of the Arts. So uh, that was really... Uh, an eye-opener, actually, um, to our, um, well, to our talent for the youth, because, you know, it's crazy. A lot of us are talented. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> wicked talented. So, and, and then the, the reason why I would say no is because, listen, like, the Bahamas, like I say, we have so many talented people, and there's no way that the culture doesn't have any, um, a much more appreciation. You know, like, if, if the if the country is really invested in culture, like why not have like live bands constantly on the forts or even downtown area? Like just book out the whole downtown area, just have it playing consistently. You know, like why not um, appreciate our athletes? You know, why not? You right. know, it's just a lot of things that you know our our country can work on. 
I that's that's so true to me because even when I remember um, looking going out sometimes when I would go to Rosson Square not Ross well Rosson Square or um, what's the next place that's close to Senior Frogs? Um, yeah, Parliament uh, Square. Yeah, Parliament yeah. Square. Yeah, in those areas, I know like on a Saturday they would sometimes have someone outside with the steel pan playing and doing you know extra stuff. I don't know if they were sponsored uh-huh. by the government. Yeah, it's been years. Yeah, so I, I, I recently I haven't seen persons, you know, expressing those parts of our culture just wide where they know tourists love to come and just, you know, walk about. But as of late, I haven't seen any, which brings me to another point. You know, if you could change one thing about the culture in the Bahamas, what would it be? The value. The value of our culture in the Bahamas because people don't really rate the culture and music in the Bahamas. They see it as a hobby, <laughs> a set of a passion or a set of a job, you know? So like, for instance, like I remember I was a part of um, this group called Melodious Vocals and we would go ahead and we would sing to, you know, a couple of events and sometimes, you know, we would get the prices and then they would be like, oh, um, yeah, sorry about that. You know, I thought this was a, you know, community service thing or, you know, or they would they wouldn't pay us, you know. People just they just want you to sing for free or, you know, uh, play for free, and it shouldn't be like that, right. you know. So I would definitely change the value, um, in the culture in the Bahamas. Yeah, I, I, totally I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah, I think for me, what I would change. With with in terms of of culture, I think we have a a, a super good idea about how we are introducing culture in the Bahamas in like grades six through nine. There's a social studies course. And, and I mean, that's great. Geography is happening. We know where all of the islands are. We know what festivals take place where. But I believe if, if there were a way that we can ensure participation, I think having a textbook remind you of things that are happening around you is great. But again, going back to my um, my reason why I think the youth don't really have a good sense, really, it really goes back to the participation portion of that. The interaction, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, for me, for, for example, uh, growing up, I never really understood the concept of John Canoe, maybe until grade, uh, maybe grade seven or eight. That's when I started to understand, okay, this is why... We're, we're rushing down Bay Street, and this is why we're heating up drums hours before the, the festival and all that good stuff. You know, I didn't understand that, so to me, it was just like this big festival. There's lots of noise. The music isn't connecting to my to my mind. I have nothing that that can kind of exhibit what, like, what is the purpose of this? So to me, for years, it was just, right, I, I couldn't relate. I couldn't connect to it. So for a long time, it was like, okay, this is noise. This is not you know, the Western music that I'm used to, that I that I have the opportunity of learning in um, the Bahamas National Children's Choir alongside Kimel, you know, so it was, right. there, there were levels to where I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm Bahamian, but like, I don't really get to connect to John Canoe because I don't understand it. I think if we were to introduce a course in a classroom, just as we do for Western music, for our music students or, or even general music for those who are interested in taking it, or if it's an elective or whatever may have you, I think that'll be a very good start to getting to where, you know, you, you were talking about the value just not being there, you know? 
Right. That's excellent. That's so excellent. And you spoke about um, the National Children's Choir. I want to put a pin in that. I want to get back to that. But I have something um, that I wanted to express to you guys. I remember when I was doing a summer camp early, probably like 2017, 2018, and I had a, a, this music coach. We were writing a Bohemian song and whatnot, and he decided to take a pause and talk about different um, global music. And so, you know, he was talking about how the Bohemian music never took to the global stage. And his reason was he tried to compare us to Bob Marley and Jamaican music. He said Bob Marley's music was able to go to the global stage because Bob Marley sang about world peace and love and all of that good stuff. Um, but Bahamian music was never able to go to the, the world stage because we sing it about roach on our bread. Now we sing it. And we have all of these different, <laughs> all these different colloquialisms that we talk about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, people don't understand what we're saying. So do you feel the same way about um, because our music is different or we have such hidden stuff to our music that a lot of international people will not understand? And that's why Bahamian music never really took off. I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's like an inside joke for Bahamians because we know what we're talking about. But um, I guess it's, it's, it's up to, you know, exposure on an international level and showing them who we are. But before before we can show them who we are, we need to know what we are. You know, the people, you know, they're Bahamians. They, they, don't, they don't know anything about the culture. <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad. But, you know, back to what you were saying, you know, roach on your bread and stuff like that. You know, everything is sexualized nowadays. So on that category, I bet the, the Bahamas would be number one on that list, especially with all the, you know, the hidden context clues, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and honestly, as I kind of reflect back on growing up, I don't even think that kind of music was played in my house, you know? So I, I didn't grow up with with um that music playing on um the radio in the house or or anything like that i i don't think i've ever had an opportunity to say like my mom is playing like uh ronnie butler or you know we i grew up in in a, in a christian home where we were just playing like cc winings you know so like a whole ton of of american you know music and especially gospel music um that's what we had so yeah i don't i don't think <laughs> I don't think every Bahamian, you know, is exposed to to the roach on your bread until they go on the forts or they're on the fish fry and it's playing um, from the radios, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's, that's excellent, you know? I feel as though my thing was to him, I felt as though it was a half-truth because... I feel as though there are so many Bahamian artists that was able to take our music to the to the global platform stage. Even like Joseph Spence, you know, people came mm -hmm. from all over just to hear this man play with this guitar and they could not fathom how he was moving his fingers with this guitar. Even today, you know, people still try to copy Joseph mm -hmm. Spence's music. I just feel as though there are certain aspects of our culture that we don't really harness. Uh, we don't really cherish because even today I don't even see people playing the guitar like Joseph Spence or even the accordion. Right. I think we place so much value on the tum tum and other instruments that we forgot other 
real heavy instruments that really made the Reagan Scrape feel. Even when I look at, you know, some live bands that play Reagan Scrape music, quote unquote <laughs> Reagan Scrape music, I, I really don't see the, the even the, the saw. But that's another conversation for another time. Um, we have to we have about one minute <laughs> left. So we guys we're gonna we're gonna try and brush through this. But um, talking about Bohemian organizations, what are some Bohemian organizations that you would encourage our young people to really get involved in? Um, I think, and I and I think we 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 could we could spare a moment or two just to go over a little bit, just so we um, really uh, give this information in the best way that we can. But the my first instrument, and this may come as a surprise to anyone that's listening from from my uni. My first instrument was the drum. Uh, <laughs> I played the goatskin drum, Ooh. and there's a group that's called Rhythm and Youth, and they do the drumming, and they they still play the saw. Um, it's not as large as it was a few years ago. I believe they still have a pretty decent size ensemble, but. I, I think a lot of it is is now, you know, folks don't want to play those kind of instruments anymore. But it's it's just like we have the snare drum and the drumsticks and marching band music, and that's also exciting. We love we love that, but you know, we we've kind of forgotten uh, not only uh, Joseph Spence, but the Daily Departed, uh, Doctor Audrey Dean Wright, and and Cleophas Adley OBE. You know, these these huge Bahamian composers who have hit the choral global world as, as a choral conductor. I have to blab about that for a second. Uh, like um, Mr. Adley, who took his ensembles to the world choir games and won, you know, with original music. So there, there is just so much, so much we, we have to offer. But yeah, that's sorry for my little tangent. Yeah, <laughs> you can go, Chinese. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, just to piggyback on what you were saying, um, the Bahamas National Youth Choir is definitely an organization, organization that I would definitely refer um, the youth to go to because it really develops your character um, and um, helps you with basic music theory. Um, you get exposure. Uh, you travel. There's just so many things. It prepares you for life, to be honest. And I encourage, like I say, all youth to join the Bahamas National Youth Choir. Once you could sing that. Once you could sing. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It's really rough. <laughs> well, I had a different experience as David would know. We started the National Children's Choir together. And I started out when I was in grade four. And the reason I got into it because we have a mutual friend, Anthony Johnson. If hey. you're listening. Hey. We love you. <laughs> but um, Anthony Johnson, we were in the same grade together. She said, I think you would like this choir. Please go and travel and please do all of this stuff. And I said, oh, okay. And I told my mom about it. I told my mom about it. I really didn't think that anything would become wow. of it. But then one Sunday, we was coming home from church and I was expecting to go home because I was hungry. <laughs> and we pull up to this auditorium and I trying to figure right. why I'm here. And I say, why am I here? And she's like, you have to audition today. I say, audition for what? <laughs> and so at that, I went inside and I auditioned and that was the, you know, the start of something so beautiful that was developed in my life. And so learning about culture at a young age, we did plays like Sami Swain, and that's something that we did religiously. We did Sami Swain one, yeah, I once, think a once a year, mm -hmm. once every two years. We did Sami Swain once a year, and we did that religiously. And that is something that really helped us as young people, not just to learn about Bohemian music, but not even just 
just about Bohemian music, but we learned about Bohemian theater. We learned about mm-hmm, Bohemian mm-hmm. costuming. We learned about Bohemian Quality. dance moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we did it all. It wasn't just one aspect, just being a singer, but we we had to be multifaceted on every area of Bohemian culture. When we traveled, we had to carry our pride on our sleeves. People had to know that we were Bohemian because. They instilled in us from young ages that we are ambassadors yes. of the Bahamas. And, and, that, and that transitioned beautifully into the, the Bahamas National Youth Choir. So if you're maybe a parent of, of a child that's five years or older, you know, they can start at that age and at the age of 15 transition wonderfully into the youth choir. Um, it's definitely worth the investment. I remember when I was uh, in first grade, I was six, I was sitting in Wendy's. And that's where my mom works at Golden Gates. If you're in the area, stop and say hey. Um, and I was sitting in the dining room, and someone's mom came by, and, and Randolph and Brister, if you're listening, what's going up? How are you? Uh, his mom was like, hey, you know, your son is singing, and I just, I love the way that he sounds in the, in the dining room. My mom was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, she was so embarrassed, guys. And she was like, oh wow. my goodness. Like, yeah, you know, he sings all the time. I can't get him to shut up. Aww. And, you know, his mom, Randolph's mom was like, yeah, you know, um, I think you should probably put him in the choir. And when I tell you, when I went to the choir, it was just an amazing experience. I finally had a place where I felt like I belonged and nothing... And not to say, you know, that I wasn't a part of other other things that were going on, like other entities and stuff like that. But the choir really gave me an opportunity to to grow yes. and to expand the vulnerability that I had inside of myself for music and the arts and, and the appreciation for it and the discipline for it was was forged there. So for all of those parents out there that have children that sing in the house that can't seem to shut up. Please, 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 please <laughs> consider uh, one of these two organizations. Um, I think it's worth it's worth uh, the time, it's worth the effort, and it pays off in the end. Everyone that I know, and, and both of my, my amazing best friends, Shanice and Kimel, can attest to, to what great opportunities both of those organizations bring. We're all college students in our own right. We're all musicians of high yeah. caliber in our, in our own right just about everyone that has passed through that has stick to it and really invested their time in it has really gathered a great sense of Bahamian culture in, in, in the arts, across yes. dance, singing, acting, you know, so kudos to the leaders of those wonderful organizations. Yes. Yes. But guys, I, this, this is our is time. time. <laughs> yeah. This, this, yeah. This is over. I can't believe it. I feel as if it was just, right. it just started. But uh, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we close today? Yeah. Um, you know, I was just, I just have this um, question, you know. Um, how can we further develop the culture in the Bahamas? You know, and I would say to that, you know, if we could fund the organizations that are already there, and are, are existing, it would be a much better place, to be honest. My thought on that is would be hmm. teaching. I think that teaching is such an important tool and that can be very instrumental in young people. And I think that teaching has to start from a young age. People have to understand who they are. 
Because if you don't know who you are or where your past has been, you will never have a general idea as to where you will go in your future. And I think that even in future, we're probably going to talk about it, but um, I remember when I was in high school, we just started doing um, what civics. Mm, yeah, they just put grade. that in there. I don't know why, but they just put civics in there. And, you know, we were learning about the Constitution, but my teacher wasn't right. as effective teaching us about the Constitution or teaching about us about when we have Majority Rule Day. And I thought, I thought that Majority Rule Day came... You know, they just get um, Linda Miller just walk up and those and say, "This is me," um, and then they say, "Ooh, Linda Miller, Linda Miller," and both get booted right now. I guess right. that's what happened. I didn't know the majority rule took almost yeah. six it years, took a almost a decade, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, oh, 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 this what happened. And so I feel as if if the instrumental teaching is given, teaching that is effective to really help these children to understand their culture, who they are how their individuality helps them to grow and to become a better citizen of this country, you know, I feel as if that will help. Teaching is important. It is important. It's very important. Well, guys, what can you do to contribute towards the change? Leave your input in our comment section. Also, give us more topics to sit and dissect. Till next time, guys. All right, bye. 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 Powered by Riverside.